1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Always at the wheel. Tell me how good does it feel? We've got Sanchez, Buffon, Fernand, Marcus Rashford, and Laporte.
1: A busy week for Manchester United in which things twisted and turned until we landed upon the man who put the ball in the German's net. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Manchester United manager. It sounds good, it looks good and so does the football. A 5-1 victory against Cardiff City in the late kick-off on Saturday evening to start the festive period. Mike Phelan is back at the club too and his United side have scored five goals in two consecutive games. 2,043 days apart the last game he was involved in was the 5-5 draw with West Brom Alex Ferguson's last game it was our first time scoring 5 goals since that game in the Premier League and a day of happiness and relief an exciting day a day that doesn't signal a huge turning point it doesn't mean everything will now be fine we will lose games this season and probably quite a few we still probably or might not make the top 4 and probably won't win a trophy but the excitement is back the mood has rocketed upwards and it's Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's Red Army now and that's brilliant to say It's Solskjaer coming in on the Tuesday. He arrived in Manchester on the Wednesday or Thursday, I think, and since doing so, it's like, I mean, it's not like a Manchester United fan is Manchester United manager. A Manchester United fan is Manchester United manager, and it's like what we would say when we sit at home on Football Manager or whatever, and we imagine our first press conference as Manchester United manager, we imagine what we'd say after games, what we'd do in the team. And that is what we're seeing. And it is, even if it's not going to bring long-term success, it is so satisfying and just s- such a nice thing to have as we could have headed into the festive period as we have done under Mourinho, Van Gaal and Moyes before in a terrible mood.
0: It is so refreshing to see, it, not not just a United manager necessarily, but a manager of a Premier League club genuinely acting like a fan. Because he is, and he's, it's not him putting on an act. You can tell that it's genuine. He is just so excited and so genuinely happy to be back at the club that you can see that he loves so much. And he looks like a little kid who's who's been given the keys to to his family's car for the first time. And it, it's, it's just so refreshing to see. I mean, there were, there were a lot of people who were quite unsure about the social appointment. I've got to say, I was very positive about it from the start. I really liked the appointment. I think it has a really good blend of someone who understands the club with decent managerial experience. But who hasn't been around the sort of Mourinho era. um, And so hasn't really picked up any any of the scars of that point. And I mean, the biggest thing, my takeaway is why don't we just have Mike feeling on the, on the touchline for every game? (laughs) Whenever he's there, we just score five goals. So we just need to keep going. But like you said, it's not, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect again and we can go on and go the rest of the season unbeaten. There will be times when it's a lot tougher than this, but as a way to start, you couldn't have asked for anything more. And it just, so many of the things that we'd seen under Mourinho that was started to go wrong seem to be fixed at least for that one game. And it, and it will be a, a short term sort of honeymoon period and there will be games that will struggle and we won't be able to break teams down like the way we did against Cardiff. And we do obviously have to take into account the fact that we were playing Cardiff who no disrespect are not a good team. And like we said, when we played Fulham a couple of weeks ago, the kind of team we should be beating 5-1. But they're the sort of team we wouldn't have beaten 5-1 under Mourinho, especially away from home. And just to have that that monkey off our back as well of not scoring five goals since Ferguson retired, it's a huge, huge deal. And it just lifted the mood around the club yeah. massively.
1: I think, I think it's important to remember that it's Cardiff, but these are the kind of games where, yes, we managed a fairly emphatic win against Fulham. We still didn't hit five. These are the kind of games where it could have easily been a 1-1 draw or a 1-0 win thanks to a 94th minute Fellaini header. The kind of game where we'd probably, almost certainly, I think even in the current form under Mourinho, even with the negativity around the club, I think we still would have won against Cardiff. But it would have been in a manner which we all know would have been boring and put us in a bad mood going into the Christmas. Since it would it was, have
0: been like a one, a scrappy 1-0 win where at the end of the game you're sort of holding on and wondering how United have ended up camped in their own box for the last 10 minutes against Cardiff.
1: Yeah, and the things we saw on Saturday, goals, confidence and positivity. Three things that had quite obviously just did not happen at the end of the Jose Mourinho era. And I think it's it's important to remember that you can you can think a lot of things at the same time. Too often in, this goes for the whole of society, let alone football at the moment, but too often things have to be black or white. And, and the reality is the United fans and football fans have to realise that it's possible to be sorry and be sad that it didn't work out with Mourinho. To be thankful for the good things that Mourinho brought, i.e. the Europa League and the League Cup. It's also possible at the same time as all that to be very happy to see Ole Soul should be Manchester United manager. At the same time as that, to be displeased with the performances from players under Mourinho and the fact that they clearly stopped working for him. And even after all that, it's still possible to praise him after winning 5 1 against Cardiff. And after all of that, it's still possible to realise that this isn't going to be the end of the issues for Manchester United, but be happy with the result. And I think.
0: Basically, what you're saying is contradictions everywhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not contradictions though, is no, it? No, because right. I think I think we saw on Twitter after the Cardiff game there there is still a lot of infighting between Man United fans yeah, about whose fault is it? The players should be blamed, Mourinho should be blamed, they should both be blamed. And pretty much everyone at the club has to take some some blame, but the important thing now is to is to look forward to at least for a certain amount of time put what has happened this season behind us, forget about it, not compare everything to it. And I think we've we've seen a lot of clubs that Mourinho has left, and and to be fair, most most clubs when they've had a bad spell and the manager is sacked, fans start to fight between themselves and to to disagree on things, and and it's just it's not what you want to see. And I think the reality is, you can think the players should be blamed for what they did on Mourinho, and still celebrate the win and still praise him for how yeah, they did exactly. against Cardiff.
0: It's tough at the moment because we you kind of have to separate a little bit what is happening now and what happened under Mourinho because it does just feel almost like a totally different club. But at the same time, like someone, on, I, I think it might have been the, the, the debate on Sky Sports, I can't remember exactly who it was that said it, but at the end of the day, both Mourinho and and the players have a lot of responsibility for what's happened this season. But ultimately, the club can't get rid of all 22, 25 players in our squad. They can get rid of one manager. And that's just the way football go, goes. It's always the manager that ends up being the one that that, take, that takes the fall and takes responsibility for, for bad form. So yeah, we should be criticising the players for their role in the first, what, 15, 16 games of the season. But we also need to be praising the players for the way they responded this week. And it you know often when a new manager comes in, there is a honeymoon period like this. But sometimes it goes the opposite way as well because it's just such a distraction in the club, especially at a big club like Man United, that isn't used to sacking managers, certainly not during the season at any period but definitely not uh, you know right around Christmas normally if it has happened during the season mainly with Moyes it's right at the end of the season I've got to say I don't want to dwell too much on the Mourinho getting sat but obviously I missed the last episode but I just want to say I've got to give credit actually for the first time probably in about five years to the board because I like how ruthless they were with it I think it was the right time to, to, to pull the trigger after the Liverpool game not, not just based on that result but based on how poor how poorly we played and how symbolic it was to see us get outplayed by Liverpool so much and it doesn't seem like it was something they were planning it it see judging by stories that have come out it seems like it was sort of coming from the Glazers and from Ed Woodward and to be fair to them for all of the terrible things that they've done in the last 5 or 6 years at this club i think they got this decision spot on it was the right time to pull the trigger and i think they've also got the interim manager appointment spot on as well because not only is Solskjaer not despite not having a good spell at Cardiff which is what a lot of people focused on he has actually done pretty well at Mould he has a track record of playing some very good attacking football which with a team like ours that does have some good players in it should work and it's someone who you basically now give him a trial run and see if he's someone who might be able to take over permanently um, so I don't, I don't want to talk about it too much but I do think the board we, we should praise the board for this one one week that they've probably had a good week in yeah, the last five I mean, years
1: yeah, I, I'm not going to... There's there's a lot of things that I could say on that front, but I'm sure I'll say them at some point in this season. Just quickly before we talk about the actual performance, which was so nice to watch. What is Solskjaer's job this season is to bring the confidence back, reunite the fans and the, and the players and the club, um, and to, to make United a happy place Honestly, again.
0: Honestly, the biggest thing is to just progress this team as much as he can in the next six months. And if he does that, then... You know, maybe him getting the permanent position will take care of itself, maybe not. But if we can just be seeing progress every week, I think most fans will be happy with that. Even if it ends up with us not getting quite getting the top four. If we just see us progressing, picking up good results, playing some good football, getting the confidence and the unity back in the squad and in the fan base, I think most fans will be happy with that.
1: Yeah, now onto the performance. It was I mean, as I say, just beautiful to watch. Five goals. But aside from that, and uh, this is a point that the the pundits on BT Sport kept reiterating, it wasn't simply about the five goals. Or that was brilliant, particularly for the away fans, who have, throughout this season, the away fans have been fantastic, and particularly the away fans, generally the home fans as well. There is a a wide agreement in from football journalists that. The United fans are fans to be respected because of how they treat managers under pressure, how they respond to defeats. Now, obviously, we are very privileged as United fans, so it's probably easier for us to respond to five defeats in in ten games than it is for teams who have suffered for many, many years. But great for the fans of five goals. But the 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 biggest thing was the performance and the and the fact they looked like these were these were young players just loving what they were doing on the pitch and Lingard said after like we love to play one two touch football as they did for for the third goal that came at a time when United had just been rocked by the the Cardiff penalty and th- th- I guess the difference was there were a few differences the full backs pushing up the pitch both their average positions were in front of the halfway line and to be fair to Mourinho he, he obviously he put a big emphasis on one of the fullbacks going forward, but that was it. It was one of the fullbacks; the other one stayed back under Solsha. And they, we're probably going to get caught out because of this at some point in the season. We'll probably concede a couple of goals because of it. But both fullbacks pushed forward, and that just gave United some width again. And how long has it been since we've seen that and it be effective?
0: Yeah, without a doubt, it was so refreshing to see to see us actually go forward as a team rather than just a couple of players trying to do everything themselves all the time. I mean that interplay for Martial's goal was was just brilliant. That whole that whole period just after the Cardiff penalty, I think, was what impressed me the most about that game. Because after that penalty went in, it would have been so easy for us to kind of sit back, go into our shell. I think it was about seven or eight minutes before half time. It would have been so easy for us to just sit back, try and weather the storm until half time and go in one goal ahead. And we've seen us so many times in the last couple of years. Once we concede one goal, the, the floodgates kind of open, and the team doesn't know how to respond. But the way that we responded to that goal was just amazing. To see us come out, just control the control the game again, start dictating play, and I think I think Martial's goal was about three minutes after the penalty went in, and that was the perfect response that we could have had. It just stopped any momentum that Cardiff was was starting to build. I mean, I, I think it was a very harsh penalty decision anyway, but we didn't let that, that let that affect us, and and the interplay for that Martial goal was just sublime. I mean, that that's the exact kind of football we want. It's what we were famous for under Sir Alex and it's what we've wanted to see ever since Sir Alex left and we haven't. And I mean, it's not rocket science that it took someone who sort of has, this is such a cliched phrase, but that has the DNA or that has the club in their DNA. It, it's not a rocket science that it's taken someone like that to come in for us to recapture that form.
1: Yeah, and obviously Solskjaer has pulled a huge amount out of the Fergie book. And it was him who wrote the Fergie book because he spent the last five or six years of his United career just writing down every training session that Sir Alex Ferguson did, writing down everything he said in the team talks, and <laughs> it would have paid off for him. That kind of commitment and that kind of long term thinking from Solskjaer is is what will have made him a manager who is not at the elite level yet and I probably is unlikely to ever reach the the same elite level of, of the Marino, Guardiola Klops, Ferguson's, Conte's, whoever. But is at a, a pretty high level, no matter where his background was from. And he's learned from Ferguson and, and that shows in it also shows in what he says. He says the perfect things. And it's Well I
0: think without without trying to pretend that I know tons about what Solskjaer did at Mold, from what I do know about his record at Mold and the sort of style of play he likes he likes to, to, to have as a manager. He he seems like the kind of manager that will play that will perform better and get better results as his players get better more than most. I know that goes for all managers, they'll get better results when they get better players around them. But his his style of play, it it is focused a lot on a high press and very quick passing, neat passing triangles. It's it's basically effectively what we saw for Martial's goal. And that kind of thing comes from having not just one or two good players who can kind of do everything themselves, like what Mourinho classically relied on in his best teams in uh, in the past. But it relies on having a number of good players all around. I think that's partly why he struggled at Cardiff because they just didn't really have to have the players at that point to do it and although Mould don't have amazing players compared to the rest of the competition in the Norwegian league they do so I think we will actually see Solskjaer have a lot more success at United than he did at Cardiff and I think his way of playing will be much much better received and hopefully be much easier to implement among this group of players than it was back at Cardiff because I know that was the reservation a lot of people had it was that well Solskjaer's already had his chance in English football and it didn't go well back then. So why is it going to go any different now? And I think that well, is partly why it will be different.
1: I think if United had appointed a manager from Cardiff or who had had some success at Cardiff before, people would say, you can't compare them. Yeah. Now, if if he's failed at Cardiff, then why can we suddenly say, oh, they're the same? So even even, if, even people looking at Mauricio Pochettino's potential Permanent next Manchester United manager saying, "Oh well, he's never won a trophy at Tottenham or Southampton or Espanyol. so we we can't compare him. There's no guarantee of success at United. So if he's failed at Cardiff, is there a guarantee of failure at United? It's you can't you can't have it both ways. It means if you can't compare United to Cardiff, you can't compare United to Cardiff. I don't think there's any yeah. any relation at all between having a set of world class footballers." or not a set of a smattering of world class footballers among a generally pretty good squad to having a relegation to managing the relegation favourites it's stupid to compare it now the the other frustration i've had and I, I don't want to talk about frustrations because it's a brilliant week for manchester united and it's but at the same time i don't want to just say oh how how good was that Cause we'll talk about rashford marshall pogba lingard in a second but the big debate was why was this different and a lot of people, the BT Sport commentators and ponders and, and, and talk sport as well, kept going on about the effort and how far United have ran. Now, Solskjaer came out after the game and says a Manchester United team should never be outworked. Yeah, that's true. But outwork doesn't necessarily mean running. I don't, think, I don't think that was a difference between the Mourinho team we saw against Liverpool and the Solskjaer team we saw against Cardiff. I don't think that was a difference between us beating Cardiff and us losing to Brighton. Yes, it it makes a difference how much you run, how much you press, how much the fullbacks run, but that's that's not to do with the, the player's effort. That's just to do with the style of play. We finished second last season. We were nineteenth last year in the in the table for distance covered. So it's clearly not to do with the player's effort. Did are people trying to say that the players didn't try last year under Mourinho? Because I don't think anyone was saying it at the time. So the, the those stats are constantly pulled out and compared about distance covered and. How many kilometers the players have run in the game? That's not to do necessarily with effort. That's just to do with how you're playing. Now against Cardiff United, had loads of possession, but the 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 reason that we covered so much distance was because the fullbacks were bombing down the wings, because we were running a lot more. I I, I don't think it's necessarily to do with effort. For example, Victor Lindelof had a great game. We didn't really see him trying to play out of the back and run out of the back with the ball under Mourinho. That's not to do with effort. It's not because he wasn't trying hard enough to play out from the back. It's because his manager probably said, don't do that. Whereas under Solskjaer, something might have changed. I can't say that for sure. But I don't think, I think, I think this focus on players' efforts, while I think they probably weren't trying as hard as they could for Mourinho, I don't think that's the big difference. The big difference is the fact that Solskjaer has implemented, even in within two days, it's just a different kind of, idea about how to play
0: yeah and i think running stats get overblown a lot because people take running stats as just oh two players running next to each other for the ball side by side you know who's got more passion to go to go and win the ball that's how people think running stats are and it's it's almost like that's all that they they tell you but if you think about anyone who plays football will, will know this when you're actually on a football pitch the majority of your running stats come from you moving as a unit, moving positionally, and especially as a forward player, the runs that you make. And if you, all you had to do is watch a game from United under Mourinho and a game of um, and the Cardiff game to see that off the ball, our players' movement against Cardiff was so much more than it ever was against uh, under Mourinho. Under Mourinho, you'd see the likes of Pogba, Matic, Herrera, Fred, whoever it was in midfield, pick up the ball, look up, and out of the three forwards none of them would be making a, a good run because they'd obviously all been told to kind of stick to their position and and the running running stats don't generally come from running to 50 50s so that maybe happens once or twice for each player per game it comes from the sort of movement you, you have off the ball and that doesn't come from whether you're playing for your manager or not it comes from the system that you're in and how encouraged you are to actually go and make some of those runs and that that's where a lot of it comes from and it so, you know, you see all these pundits on BT Sport and on Match of the Day as well, talking about running stats and, and how much they convey about whether people are playing for the manager or not. And really, they don't really tell you that much about that aspect of it anyway. And you could see, I, I saw Ashley Young on um on Match of the Day last night, he got asked that question directly after the game about whether United had stopped playing for Mourinho. And you could see he, he was quite annoyed by the question because the suggestion that professional footballers aren't are, are going out onto the pitch and not putting in maximum effort I think is ridiculous. I don't think anyone would go out on, onto a football pitch and not put in maximum effort. They might be playing in a different way because that's how they've been instructed to play, and that that way of playing might not be working. But you never see a footballer go in, and you know when they're running for a fifty-fifty ball, they're just jogging instead of sprinting to it. That just doesn't happen, and that that's that's been the suggestion for a lot of, for, from a lot of people. I don't think that was ever the case. Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's two ways to look at the the Cardiff performance or two ways to reflect on it in the Mourinho time is that either the players were letting Mourinho down or Mourinho was letting them down with his management and his tactics. And I think overall, as I said probably 10 minutes ago now, the blame has to be laid at both people's feet. And Mourinho's tactics clearly inhibited these players to a significant level. And we've been saying that for maybe a year now. And even before that, it was... The fact that we have Fellaini as a plan B inhibits these players. He is holding them back to an extent. But at the same time, the players were not performing to their highest level. Now, again, that's always going to come down to the manager and his inability to motivate them or get the best out of them because people are saying, oh, player power is far too big. I mean, come on. It's, it's not a choice between selling your whole squad and sacking the manager. There is no choice to be made there. Yeah. Player, You might think player power is too big. I don't think the players got Mourinho sacked. I think what Gormorino sacked was his inability to get the players working and playing at their best for him. And I now, as I was, I was kind of getting into mid-rant there, I want to move on because I feel like <laughs> off the back of a 5-1 win, this has been not a negative podcast, but we've had a few rants. I want to focus on the good stuff, on the Rashford, the Martial, the the Pogba and the Lingard. Now, Anthony Martial now has the best goals per minute ratio in the Premier League. He's now scored or assisted 70 goals since he joined the club, more than any other player in that time for Manchester United. Rashford has been involved in nine goals this season, more than any other United player. Uh, Paul Pogba didn't have an amazing performance, but there was the beautiful passes for both Herrera and for Lingard which were just fantastic the kind of uh i think it's known in argentina and spain and south america as la pausa the, the the little the small hesitation on the ball before you play the pass to make sure it, it it's timed perfectly we saw it for 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 the lingard goal particularly where everyone was going urging him to play that through ball he waited for maybe half a second and then played it so it it fell into lingard's path perfectly and lingard finished off well and it was just, it was impossible not to grin at so, not even just smile, just not to grin at Solskjaer pumping his fists, at Pogba playing those passes, at all of the teammates arguing over who wanted to take the penalty, then everyone celebrating despite that, uh, at Lingard and Rashford and Pogba's interplay at Marshall's fantastic runs. It was, a, it was a game in which you just couldn't stop yourself from smiling constantly.
0: Yeah, watching those four play was a, a joy. And there was a lot of... A lot of happiness before the game when when it when we saw those that was sort of our front four, um, you know, Pogba, Lingard, Martial, Rashford because I think that's the lineup that a lot of us have been longing for 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 a long time because we think that that is our most fluid, our most mobile, our most dynamic front three certainly, um, probably front four that we that we have and it turned out exactly that way and it comes from being encouraged by the manager to play in a very free way and being able to make whatever runs kind of come naturally to you. And you could see they ended up in all sorts of position. You just have to take uh, Martial's goal for that. Martial picks up the ball, I think around the centre circle, just to the right of the centre of the pitch when he's meant to be playing as a left winger. Lingard picks up the ball in a sort of number 10 position when he's meant to be playing right wing. And, it, you know, that it sounds awful when you, when you put it like that, but it was great because it was everyone doing it. It wasn't just one player running out of position when they're not supposed to. It was everyone being encouraged to play quite freely and express themselves and just play in the in a way that they know that they can and it came off perfectly. I mean whether it was not having Lukaku in the lineup or just the system in general we don't know yet because we haven't seen Lukaku in this Solskjaer system so it's quite hard to tell but after a performance like that you'd be hard pressed to to find a reason to to change that again because that front four were brilliant and I loved I loved Pogba's pass, especially for Herrera's goal because that was the kind of situation where Cardiff were in a pretty good position and so often that'd be the kind of pass where you'd go back to to Lindelof, to Jones, to Matic and you'd sort of rebuild and start again. But no, he plays that pass through the gap between, I think was it Gunnison and Camarasa or Gunnarsson and Arta maybe. And it, and also the willingness from Herrera to, to show for that ball as well because again, so often it would have been recycled, go back to into one of the centre-backs, then out to Herrera and then maybe out to Young or Lingard on the right. But Herrera was willing to get forward and get into that position. Oh I mean, yeah, we got a bit lucky with the finish. But at the end of the day, I think you earn that kind of luck sometimes by getting into the kind of positions where you can create that luck. Normally, if we'd have passed that back to Jones or Lindelof, there's no chance you'd even be able to have a shot and get a deflection on it in yeah. the first place.
1: Do you know, it's a, the it's a kind of pass that we missed when Paul Pogba was out the side. And when yeah. Mourinho dropped him, we said, OK, Fair enough.
0: Because it's the kind of thing, I think, you don't actually notice it when it's missing. You notice it when it is there. Yeah. Because if he had gone back to Lindelof or Jones, you wouldn't say he did anything particularly wrong. Like, it's not a bad yeah. not a bad pass, yeah. as long as he passed it to them. But it's just not anything that adds a lot to the game. So you don't really notice it when it isn't there. But when, you, when it is there, you're like, oh, wow, that's different. It's
1: the kind of thing you wouldn't notice if Pobble was outside for one game but when he was out when we had that spell in Marino's last few games of four or five games without Paul Pogba in the side and everyone was starting to notice Matic's flaws more than ever Herrera's flaws more than ever and the inability of this side to create more than ever because we didn't have that from Pogba not those amazing diagonal passes he plays but the things that the kind of things that look more simple but actually require amazing vision and technique to pull off and Anthony Martial um, eventually solved, which is good because we got a, a big run of games coming up. Not hard games, but a lot of games. Has scored from seven goals. He scored seven goals from eighteen shots this season, which is amazing, <laughs> amazingly clinical. <laughs> and it, uh, to be fair, even even in the bad spells for Mourinho, and even in this bad season, Marshall and Rashford came out of that last little period under Mourinho in very good form. Rashford and Marshall are both in in, in brilliant form at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely, they really are. Especially Martial, you said like that conversion rate is ridiculous. Normal conversion rate, I'm pretty sure, was around twenty percent for big chances, and Martial's getting around fifty percent on all of his chances, which is just insane numbers. And to be fair to Martial, it's apart from a couple of spells in his career at United, he has pretty much always put up big numbers, and and we we said that this is a reason why we think when we play with without Lukaku, we'd prefer Martial through the middle than Rashford because he does always seem to just get goal contributions, even when it doesn't seem like he's, he's in top form. And to be fair to Martial, he has been putting up those numbers all season whenever he started. I think, is it now seven goals in his last seven starts?
1: Seven in his last eight, I think, which is still very impressive.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. It's still a brilliant return. And considering he, I don't think he started any of those games up front, he's always played uh, on the left. It's just a a brilliant return for any any left winger, let alone a left winger who's only, what, 23 or 22 years old, whatever he is now. And he, he should be one of the first names on the team sheet because he's one of the few people who have come out of the start of this Mourinho season actually playing pretty well and arguably playing the best football that we've seen from him at United. Arguably, I would say his general play has been a little bit worse than maybe it was in his first season, but his goal contributions have been way better. And in terms of Rashford, the difference between him in the last couple of weeks and about a month or two ago, is massive. He is becoming a little bit smarter in his decision-making. I think we criticised him a lot, especially I did, for his decision-making earlier in the season. It still needs some work, but he's becoming a lot more composed and he's a confidence player. So is out, And you see them, once they get a couple of goals going in, then their form just turns around. And I think... Having Solsha there now will help them so much.
1: Yeah, we've got a a good run of games up for a new interim manager to for the side to gain some confidence. We've just had Cardiff, we've we've whacked them, got Huddersfield coming up, and and I think it's probably I think it's five games which are of a relatively easy level before we start getting some hard fixtures. So an, a nice run for Solsha to continue this good form. His first
0: four fixtures are Cardiff, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle. So that Sounds probably right, also yeah. played into the into the decision to bring in someone new now because it's a pretty yeah, good time to definitely. start.
1: Yeah, it's a nice run in which to start. Now, there, there are some worries even from that Cardiff game and Solskjaer said after we need to improve on some things and I think if we play in the manner we did against Cardiff against better sides, which we, will obviously, we won't we will be facing for another three or four games, then the, the constant attacking of the fullbacks will probably leave us a bit vulnerable and we will start to see the frailties of our defence again. But... For now, it's a nice time to be able to try rack up some more goals again. And hopefully by the time we reach those tricky fixtures, we will have the confidence and have the sensibility to not go all out attack, given how weak our defences, is, and to learn. And Solskjaer will be mature enough to realise yeah, that exactly. maybe sometimes Mourinho is right and we need to... Leave one fullback back, or focus on defending more than we attack in certain games. So hopefully we'll see that within the next couple of months. We
0: have a question from Michael Byers on Twitter who says, "Was Cardiff that bad, or was Mourinho that bad?" Uh, which I think kind of sums up a lot of what we've been talking about so far. Uh,
1: I think, I think it's inevitable not to have a boost when the new manager comes in, and I, I think. I think comparing to Mourinho from the first game of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's interim reign is not that helpful. Yeah. And I think we can compare after, at the end of the season and say, well, Mourinho was this bad, United were this bad, United are now this good and have this much potential. But comparing now is pretty irrelevant because you can look at sides. I mean, if you took that City defeat to Palace in, without any context suddenly Palace are a better side than City. Now, that's obviously a very exaggerated example, but one game is not going to define Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign in charge.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we need a lot more time to judge properly, but if I had to give you an answer right now, I'd say both. I think Cardiff are that bad and Mourinho was that bad. Like you said earlier, we probably still would have beaten Cardiff under under Mourinho, but it wouldn't have been 5-1 and it wouldn't have been playing the way that we did. But ultimately at this point it's it's kind of futile trying to come up with a proper answer because we just we need to see this team under Solskjaer for a lot longer than just one game.
1: Yeah. Now uh since it's I mean it's almost Christmas, give it forty eight hours or so, not long. Um, we are gonna skip the youth and loan round up. All you need to know is that Manchester United managed an amazing four three victory in the FA Youth Cup against Chelsea to stop Chelsea going on to win their 6th consecutive FAU Cup which would have broken a United record Mason Greenwood scored a hat-trick Dishon Bernard scored the other this is all off the top of my head but that's what I remember
0: and it looks like Mason Greenwood might be getting the first chance in the first team against Reading in the FA Cup in January as well
1: yeah according to the Mirror Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has told Greenwood get ready for Reading so that would be very exciting for 17 year old Mason Greenwood now we are going to wrap things up there um lets you get on with your your Christmas wrapping which you may be doing as you're listening to this in which case Merry Christmas have an excellent Christmas and Boxing Day we'll probably be back before then in the meantime for more from Jack you can hear from him on Twitter at At
0: UTD Tate T-A-I-T
1: and you can hear from me at at Harry Robinson 64 and the podcast itself at at UTD Weekly Pod that's P-O-D at the end there so Merry Christmas I hope you enjoyed the five goals yes it's just Cardiff yes we're going to lose a few games this season but it was refreshing exciting and different Oli Gunnar Solskjaer Manchester United manager. Merry Christmas. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring: a laundry? Ooh, a book club!